murder me. How you told me I was beautiful, so I didn't have to murder my integrity to resurrect my dying self-esteem. Held your daughter to your chest till she heard your heart split itself into a lifetime of I love yous that choked out her addiction to affirmation from other fatherless fiends. Daddy, oh, tell them how you made me feel worth it. So I never had to buy back my soul from bankrupt sheets belonging to little boys that were too poor to purchase my body with a bended knee, Daddy. I will chisel into the dashes of your death dates how you kept every promise that crawled out of your hands and into my memory so it was easy for me to believe that my father in heaven hi people y'all i really be second guesses making podcasts like it's really strange making podcasts like my listeners be going up and i'll be like i'll be going back and actually listening to the things i was saying like like it's not i don't know how to like explain my podcast the way i view it it's an open diary it's my healing journey and i'm sharing it like i'm not trying to you take my advice and relate to where you're not you know i don't want to misguide anyone but um i asked this girl can we do a part two to this one daddy issues i realized daddy issues is a common thing like a lot of women go through and that daddy issues can be the foundation of why you choose certain decisions that daddy issue can be the reason why you shape certain decisions in your adult your adulthood from your childhood. Like it's so much attached to daddy. Uh, and I was actually um and we was talking about how we have to understand our we have to forgive our parents. Like we have to forgive our parents from not doing their best but doing their best. Because a lot of times we hate our parents like you could have did this, you could have did better, but it's just like a lot of times they didn't have a spiritual journey. They didn't have um, like the resources we have with therapy and all that good stuff. Like we had to understand that they did what they could. And if you don't know how to forgive your parents or your dad who you feel like abandoned you, you will block the person God has for you. Like I truly believe in my heart that God would not send a husband to you if you haven't overcame those daddy issues. Why would God send a man to you if you're still angry at your dad? If you're, cause your dad is really your first true love, like even before God, cause that's that's like the, truthfully the first man you ever lay your eyes on, the man who's supposed to lay down your expectations, the man who's supposed to shape you and get you to understand how valuable you is, and I just quickly about my daddy issues that I had or whatever. Um, I met my biological dad at 23 years old. My biological dad, he was my Facebook friend for like. 10 years and I didn't know that this whole entire time my dad was my Facebook friend and I remember when I I met him um it it blew my mind because I'm like huh but I wasn't mad at him the crazy part is because I knew that it was an honest misunderstanding between him and my mom and they was just some young people just living wild and free so I wasn't mad the only hard part that came in was by the age of 23 I already had my heart broken by men so many times. I already went through a lot by 23. So it was difficult for me to allow him in. So now I'm on a journey where I'm unlearning and learning just for I can allow him in slowly. But I did have a dad that raised me. So that's why I never considered myself had daddy issues, even though I did at the time before I learned this. Um, I didn't think I had daddy issues because my dad who raised me, he raised me since I was like one or two years old. But at 14 years old, he went to prison. So 14 years old, I was playing with Barbie dolls. Still a little girl. Literally, I was a 14-year-old teenager still playing with dolls. And by 15 years old, 
um, I was in an abortion clinic. About 14 years old. I'm sorry, about 15 years old. I was in an abortion clinic. By 15 years old, I was running away from home. My life began to spiral under control because I felt like my dad, went to, the man who raised me, I feel like he went to prison on purpose. I feel like he abandoned me. Because at the age of 14, that teenage stage, that's when a man's supposed to be telling their daughter, like, you're a princess, you're a queen. And that's when they're supposed to be telling you, like, this is what you don't do, this is what you don't choose. Like, that was the age where it was crucial to drill those things in the head because that's when, around the age where, like, 14 through 17, where women begin to be curious. They begin to have crushes. They begin to like guys or such and such. So I didn't have that. I never had no one in my head telling me I was beautiful. I didn't have nobody around me telling me, Shanice, you was valuable. I didn't have that around me at all. So since I didn't know that, I began to lose my identity. Since I didn't know that, I began to search for that daddy figure in every guy I ever dated. And nobody could give it to me. Nobody could make me feel how my daddy feel, made me feel. I was a daddy's girl. I grew up, I was with my dad more than my mom, like literally. Like, wherever he went, I was in the backseat of that big old Ram pickup truck eating a Happy Meal. I was a true daddy's girl. So, when he went to prison, like, my heart was broken. And the crazy part is, um, what's that song, Mariah Carey? Like, when you laugh, what did it say? We, I think it was We Belong Together, something like that. Like, to this day, that song, like, it triggered me. Because I was like, dang, I used to be a little girl crying over this. And the, beauty, the crazy part that just hit me, I actually started my relationship with God. When my dad went to jail. Because I remember the first time he went to jail for like a year when I was younger than 14. And that was the years where I just sit on the computer and I just type letters to God and just ask God, can you please get my daddy out of jail? And that's when my relationship truly started when he first went to jail. But um, I remember searching for this daddy feeling every guy I dated. I remember like, I just got to find it. Like, I just missed that feeling. Like, I wanted to feel like that. And I remember I would go relationship for relationship. I was afraid of being alone. Um, I didn't know I was valuable. So I had occasions where, um, I never had a one night stand, but I did have like guys where they would pretty much only kick with me just for sex. They would only use me for sex. Like a guy who I was with for years, he, he thought he still could do that. But we going to pray for Tink Tink. Because <laughs> he out the picture. But he used to think like, okay, even after we broke up, he thought he could still come for me just for that. And I realized I had a scent on me. I had this broken scent on me that attracted men. They knew I didn't know my value. They knew I had low self-esteem. So they knew they could use me up. And they knew I wouldn't stop it because I didn't know better. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know I was a princess. I didn't know I was a queen. I had no clue that I was a queen. So, I remember just searching for that feeling. I remember just like doing whatever it takes to find that feeling. And I remember the last guy I dated, I finally, I was like, I found the one. I just kept saying I found the one. And it wasn't the one that you guys probably thinking, the one like, oh, this is it. It was actually, it was actually, I call it a trauma bond. That's the best way I label that situation because uh, when we met, we both had the same method of how to move on from past relationships. His method was find somebody new. My method was find somebody new. And the way he was brought up and raised, he never seen his mom being loved correctly. He seen that his daddy was like the player type. Me growing up, I never seen my dad love my mom correctly. But I did see my dad be a great dad to me. But he was a horrible spouse. So every guy I ever dated, they was 
great dad. Like every guy I ever dated, everybody was a great dad, but they was horrible spouses. So growing up, I began to search for that daddy feeling. I began to search for the same person that my dad used to show me. The good dad, but the horrible spouse. So he had mama issues and I had daddy issues. So that was confusing what a chemistry was a trauma bond. We bonded off pain. Like I used to feed his pain with wisdom and knowledge. And that's what he that's what he desired for me the most. That's me to feed that one area. And I remember um, a situation occurred and he told somebody, he was like, she reminded me of a daughter. She reminded me of my daughter. Like he threw a shady comment. It was like, she reminded me of my daughter, of my daughter. So whatever he said. And I got offended. But then like the more I grown and the more I healed, I remember being with him. I was a broken little girl. I wasn't a woman. I tell people all the time, it took me to be the age of 26 years old for me to fully say I was a woman. When I was with him, I was a broken little girl where I got excited when he helped me. Oh, let me help you with your credit. Like I got excited when he was teaching me things because the things he was teaching me is something my dad supposed to taught me. The things that he was building inside of me was things my dad. But I used to be so confused. I said, how is a man building me up but literally treating me like crap? So by me not knowing my worth, it turned me to a people pleaser. It turned me to a person who was afraid of rejection. So to avoid me getting rejected, I used to do whatever it takes just for I won't get rejected. I used to get out of character. I used to do things that wasn't normal. Because I thought this was that daddy feeling. I thought this was the one, but it was that daddy feeling. And I was confusing the two. That was the root of my hurt. And then that's why I tell people like, I used to, like, I just hate him. Like, I used to just tell everybody, I hate him, I hate him. And I couldn't hate him. And my friend, she she hit me with something, like, a minute ago. And she was like, I said, he's not the problem. I said, he's not the problem. I said, I think the thing is, God choose him to open my eye up to the problem. God allowed this situation to open my eye up to everything that I went through in the last 10 years. So he was the eye opener. So since he was the eye opener, a lot of my pain, like he was the face of my pain. Like to look at him and talk to him, he was a face and a reflection of all the pain I went through in the last 10 years. And you were failing like, don't put your pain all on one person. Because just as much they mistreated you, just as much you allowed that person to do that to you. So I had to forgive that person. I had to I had to forgive them. And the most important thing I had to do, I had to release that person. And that was one of the hardest things I have I ever had to done is release it. Because it was hard to release because I, I thought this was the one. And it wasn't the one that I the fairy tale one. It was the one regarding to this was the one who opened my eye up. This is the one who showed me that. She needs, it's time to heal. She needs, it's time to get it together. Like, this was the one that showed me that I had to change. And I didn't understand. I'm like, God, why would, why, why would you give, why would you show me this like this? Like, I was upset with God. Because I was like, God, I, I was confused. Because have you ever wanted something so bad that's not good for you? It's not good for you. And a lot of times, I always say this, like, they always say, let go and let God. Like, that stuff is cliche. That stuff is so simple to say. But letting go and letting God, this is my favorite. This is my favorite illustration of it. It's that picture on social media where God is talking to the little girl and God had this big teddy bear in front of like and behind him. And he asking God for the little the little teddy bear that's in her hand. And God is asking her, like, 
if you let go of that little teddy bear, I promise you I got something better. But she don't see what's behind God back. She don't see that God has some, somebody like wonderful for her. She don't see that big teddy bear. And I realized that no matter how much you like something, if it's not good for you, you have to be honest with God. Because God is a gentleman. God not going to take nothing away from you if you still dancing with it. If you still dancing with the thing that's hurting you, God not about to force it. God not about to force it to end. He'll send you red flags. He'll do whatever it takes. But so many times in past relationships, God gave me the very thing I wanted to show me that I don't need it. It's not for me. It's not healthy for me. It's killing me. It's killing my soul. And I made a post earlier like it's so easy to find somebody to lay down with and have sex with. It's easy to find somebody who feeds your flesh. That is, that is easy. I think every day I'm saying somebody cute. But I don't make no I don't make no moves or even attempt to let that person know I think they attract them. Cause just cause you attract them, I know for a fact you can't feed my spirit. I know for a fact you can't pray for me when I need you to pray for me. Cause I don't care how cute you is. Looks mean nothing to me. You can't be ugly, but I don't go for looks. Like your spirit gotta outshine every, your spirit gotta outshine the Rolex in my eyes. Like your spirit had to do so much. Like your spirit had to really like scream to me. And I just remember, like, them daddy issues, like, those daddy issues from my childhood, it shaped my adult decisions now. Like, it shaped the decisions I made recently. I won't say now because I think that's one area that I'm doing really good in, like, that whole area. And one way that I felt really good recently because the moment, the moment you, I read this post on Facebook, the moment you don't search that person in that search box, you okay now. The moment you don't you don't go looking for things, you okay now. And that was like a whole accomplishment in my heart. Like it was like a like a warm celebration to myself knowing that that it hurted me. Like hurting me not a word I like this this thing used to destroy me. This thing used to make me feel like crap. This thing I used to love this thing, but it used to make me feel like crap. I had to admit to God, I love I used to love this thing, but this thing didn't love me, right? That wasn't love. I had to be honest with God. Be honest. Like God, I love this person. Like I love this person. I want this person, but God, I know this not good for me. I know this not your best. And I just began to be obedient. And obedient, like when people ask me, how do you heal? I can't really answer that question because it was, it's been a process of me just learning. Like every day or every week, I'm like going through like a million mixed emotions in the, like over the past few months. But as I'm going through these mixed emotions, like God is giving me new revelation. Like God giving me new lessons, just showing me like, Shanice, this was that problem. Like this was that, this was that. And I'm like, dang, like I'm actually just learning so much about myself. And I just, I just know that the moment I decide to be obedient, the moment instead of texting people back or instead of chilling with people just because I'm bored, I, I chose not to. It's those little small decisions that build a bridge to your healing journey. It's those small decisions you have to make every day that lead you to being a better person. And Sarah Jack said this, you have to ask yourself every day when you're making a decision. Is this decision benefiting God? Or would his decision tear me down? Or will it set me back? You have to ask yourself those decisions or those decision makings in that moment. Like, ask yourself, like, if I respond back to this big head test message and I'm going to break my heart again, 
and stop tricking yourself in your head asking a person change like no just release it like it's so that phrase i hate the phrase let go of my god it's so cliche to me like it's extremely cliche because it's like people are like how oh, i want to do that and it's like it's so hard to do that but quick let me say this if you don't let go and let god i was dating the last person i was with for like nine months it took me over a year to heal from a nine-month situation. I want to call it a relationship. It took me over a year to heal from that. It took me over a year to move on from that. It took me over a year to just stop visiting his page. Like It took me over a year to stop asking myself why I'm not good enough. Nine months. It took me longer to heal than the situation. Those temporary decisions that we choose to get in, it will actually cause you more t- more damage than more good those temporary decisions that we say hey what's the worst can happen or yolo you only live once like it will cause you more time to heal than to, the, the time you spent in a situation it's not worth it and what that do for us that set us back that delay our purpose that delay what we're called to do because we want to keep making these split decisions and like, like we're getting to, I'm almost 30 I, I can't oh Jesus I almost, I almost died in my heart when I said that I would be 27 years old. I would rather not date right now before I allow somebody nappy here so, <laughs> to waste my time. But no, but the crazy part is I am excited because I do want to start dating this year. I am. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it goes, but I'm excited because I, I am like, I just want to see or whatever. And the good part is my friend, he is buying me something for Valentine's Day. So I'm excited about that. Because I haven't received a Valentine's Day gift, I think, since my daughter dad. And that was like 20, probably like 20, probably like 2015, 2016. Ooh, wait. So I'm excited. I don't know what's coming in the mail, but I'm excited to see it. But that's just my friend. So I'm like, I'm. Not, he's like, can you be my friend of time? My friend of time? I said, that was so cute. Respect my boundaries, but that's cute. But yeah, I don't know. I just hope you heal from those daddy issues. I hope you forgive your dad. I hope you forgive the person that hurt you and that made you feel like how dad used to make you feel. I pray that you just forgive yourself. I pray that you continuously to fight the fight of healing. Like, it's a long journey, but it's a beautiful journey. Man, y'all, I went from 2019 Rare Roof Hotel with my clothes in the backseat of my car, literally wanted to die in that hotel. Wanted to die in that hotel. Just because I was, I lost my place because I ain't have no job. I was going crazy mentally in the hotel. Literally, got my heart broken. Got played a million times from one person that year, and I forgave him because I know people that's connected to me listen to my podcast. I genuinely forgave him. Like the way I view people is just like a bunch of us are just hurt, or a bunch of us. I I was hurt. A bunch of us make terrible decisions and you have to be okay to move on with life without an apology and that's how i look at life because i allowed it to happen even though it happened i allowed it and instead of me pointing a finger i just got to the root of it i just got to the point like i'm about to fix me and i'm about to just move on with my life and when i decided to do that my life changed and my life really changed a lot like I can genuinely say that I'm happy. I can say I have days where I'm healing other areas, but I can say I'm finally free from that. I'm really mentally free from the toxicness of relationship-wise. 
I can say I'm genuinely happy and I know I'm on a road to success. Like, it's requiring so much more out of me to journey I'm on now with God. But I'm thankful that I'm not in that headspace no more where I have to ask myself why I'm not good enough. And one way I always say, this will blow your mind. If you want to forgive somebody, pray for them. That shows God your true heart. That shows God that you did not allow pain to change your heart if you can simply pray for the people that hurt you. Because a lot of people are just hurting and they just hurting other people. There's a bunch of hurt people hurting people. But just because you forgave somebody don't mean you have to rekindle anything. What's dead is dead. Let it stay in the casket. Okay, okay. But no, I do pray that you find peace. I do pray that you finally decide to pick your crown up. I do hope that you finally just find you. Learn who you are. I hate people say, let me get back to the old me. The old you, no. Figure out who that new you are. Figure out who that new person is. Figure out what makes you happy. Figure out what you're truly passionate at. If somebody asks you to tell me about yourself, you shouldn't second guess it. You should be like, I like to do this. I do this. I go there. I do that. You should ask that, answer that with no problem. You're so caught up on other people, you can't even tell nobody about yourself. Get to know you. Fall in love with you. You know? But I love y'all. I'm going to go watch my show, sisters, and make me some food. But I love y'all. And I do appreciate everyone that listened to me first. Like, I don't know. I do appreciate y'all. And that means a lot to me. Like, this is my open diary. This is my this is my safe place. This is my place that days where I didn't want to vent to people, I found healing in this. Like, this is something I found healing in. I found healing. The moment I decided to be open and transparent on this, that played a huge part in my healing because nobody could hold a secret over my head. Anything I done, I said it on here at least once. When I slipped over my celibacy journey, y'all thought y'all had, uh, y'all thought y'all had a church girl messed up. No, like, we always say this, what you don't reveal, God can heal. So the moment you begin to live in your truth, and accept the things you've done and accept where you're going and stop looking back, that's when life changed. But most and foremost, can't do it without God. But I love you guys.